Hi, you're about to hear the trigger warnings, but I'm just here to say this really, really quickly. The episode was recorded in early December of 2020, and in the recommendations of TikTok accounts that we put to follow, if you're interested in kink, we put Repairman. It's now early February of 2021, and in the past few weeks, a lot has come to light. So we as a podcast would just like to say we do not support or condone his actions or the things he said. Instead, we're going to add a new list of resources that you can go look at in the description of this episode. Thank you so much to the person who made us aware of this. Hi, and welcome to Kink and Cuddles. I'm just here to quickly say that if you're listening with small kiddos, this is not the podcast to listen with them. Listener discretion is also advised. Here is also a trigger warning as we talk about kink, sex, and in this particular episode, young people getting into dangerous situations online and rope tying. Please be safe, and I'll now let you get on with listening to the podcast. Hello, and welcome to the pilot episode of Kink and Cuddles. We're very excited to be here today, and Rebecca, um, I'm also joined by Harrison. Do you want to say hello so they know your voice when you speak? Hello. And Ali. Hi. Um, so the three of us are very young and not particularly new to kink, but we're very much on the journey of learning, as I hope that you the listeners are too. We just want to talk about the things that excite us. We're recording this on Zoom, so any technical glitches or anything, and if you hear someone's voice go funny and we ask them to repeat it, it's not because we're in a studio somewhere um, and they glitch because they're a hologram, it's because they're, we're on Zoom. We ain't that fancy. <laughs> <laughs> we, that, we don't have that kind of funding. No, I wish. Oh, Maybe yeah. one day. <laughs> Um, and now we're going to introduce ourselves properly. So I'm Rebecca, my pronouns are she, her. Um, I'm 19, I turn 20 next month. Um, I've been in a long-term relationship for three and a half years. Um, I'm a journalism student and I'm a little bit of a nerd. I'll pass it to Harrison. Just a little bit of a nerd. Just a, just just a, a little, little bit. bit. Just you're a, you're little a bigger nerd, nerd than I am. I am. Um, that's true. Hi. <laughs> I'm Harrison, um, uh, the nervous wreck of the group. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, uh, and I'm 18. I'm a wee babby of the group as well. Um, I turned 18 in... This is embarrassing. February of this Aww, year. I know. So young. And I am a musician, um, I am a bartender, and I really want to be a comedian when I grow up. Because that when makes you sound even younger when I grow up, when I want to be a big <laughs> When I grow up and wear adult shoes and have full-time job, pay taxes I do, I will, yeah, I want to do that because I'm very funny apparently. <laughs> anyway, I'll pass over to Ali. Great. Um, hi, I'm Ali. Um, I am 20. I nearly said 19. Um, I am 20. Um, and I am a psychology student. Um, I'm not a big nerd. So we should probably say that this is our first podcast. That yeah. So. Um, so this is, this is a lot of fun. We hope it goes very well. Uh, Thank you. The thing that we want to discuss, though, is how we got into kink. And yeah, the look that you both gave me, like, yep. Um, <laughs> bit of a mess. I, I'll stop. Um, I remember having 
feelings of things that I was into, which I think is quite common for people who turn out to be kinky, um, when I was, like, before the age of 10. Like, you, you just, like, experience, yeah, you, you experience, like, the thoughts, but you don't really know how it goes. Like, I watched a really great TikTok on it, we'll talk about that later, um, where I was, like, before the age of 10, you tend to have those thoughts, and then when you get into teenage years, you start having those thoughts and, like, playing with yourself and then you become an adult and you can actually explore these things that's pretty much the process that i went through um i was not taught any sex ed before the age of like 14 15 so i had to learn a lot online like i i have a weird search history because of it of like <laughs> no don't laugh at me <laughs> Oh, bad, time, bad time to drink water. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, but I, I had to type the things in online of like, what is sex? How does sex mm. happen? Do people really sleep together? That sort of thing. And then from that, that sort of transitioned into like me being like, oh, these thoughts that I'm having, I can look those up. So I remember like my first like kink things I really looked up was like kneeling positions. Like that, it was a bit like mad, but I remember just like enjoying the aspects of it and then like finding my way more into it. Like, I think one of the most useful things I did, which I now realize was pro like probably a really healthy introduction to kink, was uh, finding these like BDSM blogs. So there was a specific one I found of this 24 seven like sub who was married to her dominant. Um, and she kept this blog to just sort of like talk about it. And I loved like the whole idea of it. I definitely couldn't be a 24 seven sub personally for me, but like, it was just so fascinating. And then I just ended up like down this rabbit hole and I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. Cause like, how, like, how do you talk about it with like other 15, 16 year olds? And then it wasn't until I was a bit older for like a little bit of background there. Ali and I were at school together and we now live together, it's brilliant. Um, but like, it wasn't until like in the last like couple of years where we really started having discussions about this. And up until now, when we've met Harrison, we didn't have anyone else to talk to about it. So like, how do you try and approach these conversations with other people our age? Because a lot of people our age aren't particularly kinky, or at least they have not like experienced or like pride yeah. enough to like see if they are kinky or not, but then aren't, as educated as I feel like we are. Like, we're not the most educated by any means and we're not the most experienced by any means. But it's still like, oh, this is really cool to have other people to talk to about this. Absolutely. Anyway, I'm going to throw nice. to you Ali now, who's had a very different experience on this. <laughs> um, <clears throat> sorry, had to clear my throat there. Um, yeah, I had a very different experience coming into kink. Um, certainly not a healthy experience of getting into kink um so I first kind of thought I was getting into kink when I was about 13 14 very very young and I certainly wouldn't recommend that to anyone um but I kind of started out on Wattpad um which is like a book reading thing where people write their own stories and you can read them or whatever. Um, but a lot of the representation of kink on there was very 
unhealthy. Um, so it's very much like older men dominating young girls and just not in a healthy way. There wasn't at all a focus on it being contracted or safe. There wasn't a big idea of safe words or any of this stuff that keeps everybody safe whilst they're doing kink. Um, and it's a very warped view, I think. Um, but from this, I ended up joining a chat site where I made some friends. Um, I was about 14 at this time. Um, and I wasn't the youngest person there. And it was, I realized that was a very, very dangerous situation to put myself in. Um, but it was basically a group of 13, 14, 15 year olds um, who would all kind of like role play as littles together. Um, and there were a couple of older males in this group, um, which again, it was a very dangerous situation to be in. Um, and I actually ended up getting into I don't want to call it a relationship but it I don't know how else to describe it uh, so I ended up getting into a relationship with one of the guys he was about 25 I was 14 15 um so very not good um most of the time um it stayed pretty not sexual although there was still very much this idea of a power dynamic which being 14 or 15 was not something i could consent to but i was very naive at the time i didn't realize that any of this was a bad thing to do especially because of like the warped idea of bdsm that i had from the books i'd been reading on wattpad and such like but i also think it could have been so much worse and I sometimes worry about the other people who are in the chat with me. Um, so after that, I kind of came out of those chats after I ended up breaking it up, off with this guy. Um, and I didn't really come back to kink until I was like 17-ish. Um, when at school we would do the BDSM test in our friend group and kind of like point at the different things that we had and compare things together. And that was also about the time when I started doing research online, looking at BDSM blogs, seeing what kind of stuff people were getting up to. And it wasn't until I was like 18, 19, even now, um, that I probably started trying stuff out with different partners. That was my crazy story of how I got into kink. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm good. Sending virtual hugs. <laughs> Thank but you. They give you an actual hug. They live in the same place as you. Pop <laughs> across the hall. Um, what I was going to say, though, like uh, jumping off of Ali's story of like, I think it's really common, and especially now that we have the internet, um, because like the three of us have pretty much grown up in our early teen years, up like, like from our early teen years with the internet. So we've had like means of accessing this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So much out there that isn't like like such as on Wattpad or like on Tumblr, which just isn't written or viewed with a focus of consent. 
safety, like all of the SSE and rack stuff where you're like, this is just how to like do the bare minimum for it to be safe. Yeah. And also like I do agree with you, like before the age of eighteen, it's a little bit of like one of those things of like, can you really consent to it? Like, mm. I don't really think you can personally. Yeah. But I feel like that's a little bit of a wider discussion for another day, another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I if I can interject, um, I know for a fact it's quite a weird thing. I know that uh, at home we've got a, I think it's like a Sky Wi-Fi provider, and it's got that weird Sky Shield on, so you can only access specific websites during the day because it's kids safe. For those at home, I'm doing air quotes with the fingers. It's kids safe, um, which I think is great for specific things uh, like pornography, because you don't really want your four-year-old actually stumbling on the hub, going like, <laughs> "Oh, that's so cool!" You don't really, you don't really want that. But what I think is annoying is I try and do as much research at home when I'm alone, or I mean, my mum's sometimes on the sofa opposite, and I don't really care. I'm just there typing away, looking up. All sorts of stuff, and she goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Ah, googling." And then I show her the website, and she's like, "Okay, never mind." Because <laughs> we're on very different wavelengths. That's how open you are with your mom. Like, you have no like... idea. When we get to the stuff about TikTok, you will understand how open I am with my mom. God, Jesus, <laughs> she, I've scarred that woman. Um, love her though. So um, yeah, but I will try and Google specific things and there's websites which have so much information about BDSM and kink and specific things, especially, um, we won't get into them in this episode, but specific things like CNC or any, some like the really in-depth stuff that you need to take like weeks to really talk about with a partner or partners, to, like really get into that. Um, but they're always blocked or closed during the day because of the Sky Shield and I think, mm, yeah, okay, that's because it's um, not a child-friendly thing, fair enough. But at the same time, even if you're not 18, it doesn't turn off when you get to the right age. You have to turn it off yourself. So those websites will always be closed during the day, which I think isn't good because if you want to educate yourself, you can't go to the websites that will actually give you decent education because the ones that you can get on during the day give you no information whatsoever because they're safer for children. And I think, yeah. I mean, if a child's going to go on the website, A, look after your kid, mom, and don't give them the iPad during the day. And second of all, they can't read. So they won't, they won't find anything and they can't read words. So they won't be able to go out of their way and be like, oh, no, I learned that today. So I, I think that they should be more open and we should be able to go out and be able to research more things. Um, and I also think there should be more in-depth podcasts and and channels on youtube and all sorts of that that will discuss it more because they're not as much it's not a widely done thing i mean it is but it's not the most common thing and we need more of no. it because it needs to be discussed because people still take part whether they know the research or not um yeah. so it, it's important that that sort of thing is is done i think especially like when our age um and you know because like in the last couple of years i'm going to guess like a lot of our friends and even ourselves have lost our virginities and then the conversations that can come around come out around it are just like uh like oh I'm so freaky and then they're not like and they're doing things like choking and you're like oh but you're not doing it right when yeah. it, and I'm just like 
oh, oh goodness, don't do that because yeah. you've not researched this. And like choking is one of those like proper dangerous things. Like, mm. look it up. But obviously, if you then haven't been able to, before that time, how would you know that that you're not doing it safely? Exactly. Because people are going to do these things anyways, especially if they're super mainstream. Like at the minute, um, what's super mainstream is like choking and knife play is also becoming super duper mainstream, which is dangerous. Like this is all edge play. It's You've got to do so much research to get into it. Yeah. I think it also takes so much discussion with your partner. I think a lot of people, a lot of people our age, but also like a lot older are still not able to communicate. Which is so important. Efficiently with partner, yeah. So if you can't even sit down and like discuss sex in general with them, then how are you supposed to be able to have these discussions of like, do we want to bring a knife into a bedroom? If so, how? How can we do that safely? Because if you can't even have the conversation of like, I like it when you touch me here, how are you supposed to have the conversation about the choking? Like, exactly. It, yeah. That has a lot to do with technology, though. The fact that most people of our age, um, the teenagers of the world, are glued to their screens. And I try to class myself as one of those who isn't glued to their screens, but I am. You absolutely I'm, are. I'm not that bad. I only need to go on Pottermore to make sure that I'm a Hufflepuff because I am one, Becca. I am a Hufflepuff. So I still think up. you're a Gryffindor, but I'm yeah. starting to see more Hufflepuff you coming out. Because I'm cute and adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just, yeah. I remember actually thinking about it now. You brought up the, the choking thing. There was a, a story from school when I was in secondary school. And you say, obviously, when you become older and hormones are flaring up and you're a proper, like, angsty teen in secondary school, people start having sex a lot. Even if they're not at the right age, some people would do it at, like, 15 upwards. I know they're, like, 16 is the right age, but 15 is... A, I went to an all-boys school, so there were just a bunch of horny teens everywhere. <laughs> and it was, oh, gross. But anyway... Um, and I remember once a, a guy, I can't remember his name and I can't say it because obviously shouldn't, but a guy came in and he had hickeys all up his neck, didn't hide them or anything. He was just there. He was proud of himself. And I'm like, ew. He had hickeys all up his neck um, and he had a bit of like bruising down like the front of his neck and he came oh, in and no. his voice was quite raspy and I... Now looking, but I didn't. I, I thought it was just hickeys that they he got them up the middle. Thinking about it now, they were obviously doing something, trying to be kinky again, air quotes, um, and trying to choke, I guess. And you, the, the nowadays they think you're supposed to cut off air supply, and that's not how it's done. And I, he just came in and he started coughing a lot, and he like, couldn't properly breathe. And I think he probably damaged his windpipe. Oh but man! Probably just because they didn't know, so they were yeah, like, absolutely. let's try it. Yeah. But they didn't know how to try it. No, and I don't think you can blame them for it because they're young. But at the same time, if you're going to... Because, as I said, it's not a mainstream media type thing. Only recently there was an article about, and we'll get onto it later, Kink Talk. Um, there's a side portion of TikTok. Um, and it was in a... Oh, I forgot what the magazine's called. But it was, it was in a magazine article and they had some really top creators that I think we all follow. Um, and they had articles about them in it. And I thought, well, that's really nice that they're doing something that isn't a mainstream topic because, especially in England, we're quite 
proper. We, we're quite all right. Don't, don't yeah. Don't stare at me when you said proper there. I know. Mm. I know. We don't have to get into. No, no, no. That's posh. Okay. Sh uh, please be quiet, dear. Um. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a mainstream thing because obviously it wouldn't be because we're quite proper and reserved and it's like oh sex mate we shouldn't talk about that let's talk about. I mean, as the rest of the world thinks, tea and crumpets and fish and chips, because that's what we discuss <laughs> every day. Oh, um, yes. Of course. Um, but I think that it needs to become more of a mainstream thing, because there's been th articles in the news where celebrities have died from asphyxiation, and it's been because of they've been trying to do something edgy and cool, because they're trying to be kinky, again, air quotes. But it's not. It's dangerous. And if you don't do your research, it can have... Not necessarily lifelong effects, but at the same time, it can really affect you in later life. Brain damage, and all sorts of, because especially with choking, you're cutting off blood supply to the brain. That's the point, not to cut off air supply. So it, it can still damage how you think, how you act, and your future abilities, and how you will be in the future. So it's just important that you take the time to sit down and research. Yeah. You can. You can spend two weeks doing research but you can't save yourself if you start like doing something that's going to affect your life so it's, also, it's this, just also just for those of you listening um i i think that this is in the uk at the very least um i think it came in earlier in the year where like the if you die because of something that happened during sex like for any of these things like choking like all of the edge play stuff um, your partner can know, like, your partner will be charged with murder. Like, that's how it is. There is no defense anymore in just being like, it was an accident. Like, it, because it can't be. Like, you will be charged with murder, and that's, and that's not good because you're just trying to have fun. And then it, it can go drastically wrong if you don't know what you're doing. Anyway, I think we're way off. But I've enjoyed this. I've massively enjoyed this discussion. I think it's brilliant. I think we should talk about it um, in a future episode, like properly. Yeah. Um, but Harrison. Hello. Oh right, yes, my my section. Um, we're gonna take a small break just between, because um, as this is our first pilot episode, uh, we weren't sure how long this was gonna last. We're gonna obviously edit it down if it needs to be edited and all of that sort of thing. So. Um, we're going to take a little breather. We're going to get some more water. And I hope that all of you at home go get some water. Have something to eat. All of you slumps and brats out there who haven't had yeah. any water today. Have your water. Don't forget the dogs as well. Dogs need to drink water too. Yeah. Pff, no, we don't. Um, <laughs> but no. Um, so we're going to have a little break. Um, I mean, you can have as long a break as you want at home because all you have to do is press the pause button. But we're going to have a little, like, couple of minutes uh, just to chat, get back on basis, and we will be back with you shortly. So, see you in a bit. Okay, so we're back. Hello. I hope you missed us. Just a little bit. Everyone say hello. Hi. Ah, oh, look at that. In harmony, we do. Right. Um... So beforehand, uh, before the break, we had a little discussion about how we got into kink. Um, Ali discussed their little backstory, Beck had a little chat about them, um, and we didn't get to me. So welcome to part two, all about me. The other two are leaving now. The narcissist <laughs> it's just me. You've got me for another hour, it's great. Or however the hell long I decide to talk for. Could be two, could be the day, I don't know. 
Um, so I got into kink through, yes, TikTok, because I am a basic bitch. Um, basically, <laughs> you're I, a baby. I, you're a baby. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you belittle me. I am Mr. Baby to you. Um, so I, <laughs> I, yes, got into kink via TikTok because at the start of 2020, when I started, I think I started in March, um, I'd scroll back through my videos and find the first one, but I'll be honest with you, that's a lot of videos. <laughs> um, but I started in, I believe, March, because that was when the first COVID lockdown was, COVID-19 was the first lockdown that we had over in England. Um, and I hit a little bit of an all-time low. Because I'm quite a bubbly person, outgoing, cheerful, jolly. I'm like a skinny Santa. It's brilliant. <laughs> I can't grow the beard, though. Um, so that's fun. But um, I got a little bit down, a little bit depressed, um, because I'm such a social butterfly. I couldn't go out and see people and calling them just isn't the same, like video calls and stuff, it was never the same. So I got a little bit down and it felt a bit crap. So I thought the best way to interact with people because I wanted to start doing stand-up comedy, but the issue was I couldn't go out and do that because of COVID. Uh, I decided <laughs> that I would make a TikTok account. I already had one made because I liked watching the videos and it used to pop up on my Instagram. I was like, oh, that, that seems like a fun place to be. It seems like a lot of fun. But Ah, oh, should I download it? And eventually I did because my friends were trying to send me stuff and they're like, you don't have an account. So I thought I'll get one. And I already had one, so I thought I will try it. So I did a couple of videos. They were shockingly bad. Like, <laughs> my God, the content ideas were so low. Um, but I found, I think, um, can we say account names on this? Yeah, cool. So I believe uh, the first few accounts for kinktok that actually popped up was pixie pie was one of them that popped up and i i love uh, i think she's absolutely amazing content ideas um there and like j just really outstanding um i've actually spoken to them once or twice in the past on instagram they're gen they're so lovely <clears throat> sorry they're uh, genuinely such lovely people um and oh, who else popped up Thomas J. Alley was another one that popped up. He's yes. fantastic. He was um, one of my first followers. Yeah. And I think um, either Repairman or Marcus Territory was the other one. It was another It was another bloke. Um, and I, I, I loved it. I thought they were absolutely brilliant. Um, from there, I kind of saw them and was like, whoa, attractive people. Cool, cool. Um, but also <laughs> content that seems like up my street. Like it, it caught my attention a little bit. I think I, I always saw thirst traps from Pixie Pie. So I was like, okay, cool. That's interesting. First time seeing one of those. So I got onto following, I went through their account and I looked at um, bits and pieces and I was like, okay, this seems like interesting. So I looked at their account and then eventually I followed other people um, across the same um, construct and the idea of um, kink. And I, I just learned bits and pieces from there. Um, and now I try and post about that. I do, I, I used to do education stuff. I've stopped for the time being because uh, motivation, I don't have it. <laughs> I really just don't have the motivation to try and go, you know what, let's teach you about this. But I've done more or less the quote unquote basics as in like the things that are important to know beforehand so ssc rap that sort of thing which we'll cover in a later video um yeah 
but I think that it w- it's a good place to be. It is entertaining, um, and you do learn a lot. Um, I don't know if you two have learned anything from following accounts like that. Loads. Like, yeah. um, I'm very, very new to TikTok. I've only been on TikTok for like a month. Mm. And it's been mad the amount of, I've learned in a month. Uh, I've learned that I'm definitely a brat at the very least. Oh yeah. I think I've definitely grown into. I know a lot of like baby subs are like, oh, I'm a brat. But like, no, I went from being like big service sub without like knowing that like I wanted to be made and then being like, oh, that's because I'm a brat to be like, make me. (laughs) (laughs) Just for. You two are both like proper big on um, TikTok now. Yeah, I would hardly call proper big for me. Hi, <laughs> someone on the other hand, yes, but... Yeah, getting big. Thanks. Um, no, I, I mean, doing it for much... Also, just to clarify, um, Becca said uh, baby sub. Just to clarify what that is. Um, baby sub, baby dom, baby switch. Basically putting baby in the front of... Um, I'm gonna, what are they? Like, code names? Like, what's dom and... What, uh, they're not honorifics. Like- like yeah. your roles. Yeah, roles. Oh, right. So, um, Dom, Sub, Switch, that sort of thing, um, which we'll explain when we get more into the kink side of things in later episodes. Um, they're like your role in the dynamic or in when you're at, during play. Um, but when you say baby sub, baby Dom, baby Switch, whatever, it basically means that you're like a newbie to kink, you're still learning. So when I first got to TikTok and I was looking at things and being like, oh, that's interesting, I should learn more, I was a baby Switch. And now I'm still kind of like that because I'm still learning and educating, but I'm more like a teenage switch now. I'm, I've, I've, I've almost hit peak adolescence in my kink <laughs> But uh, it's, no, it, that's basically what that means. Just to clarify for people at home who may not be trying Sorry. to Like if you're trying to learn um, at the moment and this is one of the places you've come to learn, um, then you may classify yourself now as a baby Dom switch sub depending on how you want to be. So you're welcome. Uh, I've now named you. <laughs> I mean, I very much think the learning aspect has to carry on throughout your lifetime. So, yeah. like, even the most experienced doms and subs and people are still going to have a decent amount of learning on things because the topic is just so vast and there's just so much to learn about. No, at the very least, everyone's into slightly different things. Like, there's specific things that, like, I wouldn't have a clue about if it wasn't for friends, for people I've talked to about it. And they've, like, mentioned something that they're into, and I'm like, I never even considered the possibility. So, of course, you're always going to be learning. Yeah, but it's it's a great place to learn, but we should also mention that it's not uh, the key place to learn. Um, how I define it in the sense of like when I do education videos, um, I've not experienced a lot of kink uh, physically. I've done a lot of um, communication with people, texting and, and calling and stuff, and also like been online on TikTok and stuff. And um, so I've, I've done that sort of side of things, but I've never, re- I, well, I have done bits and pieces kind of, but not in depth, like really going into it. Um, 
so when I do education, because there's different ways to educate, you can educate by giving definitions, and then from the giving the definitions, if a person listens and is interested in what you have defined, you could they can then take it upon themselves to do their own more in-depth, thorough research elsewhere, and then take it and learn it physically there. Or you can give like definitions and then give an example on how to do something. Um, personally, I do the, the first option. I don't do, all right, this is what it is, and this is how you do it. It's more, this is what it is. If you like the sound of that, do your own research elsewhere. And anything you do from this point on is all on you. And it's your responsibility to keep safe. I've just given, basically, I just give the definitions so you can go and learn. And just, it's to spike interest, which is what most TikTokers do. Because if you say, this is how it's done, go and do this, you can be liable to, for people getting injured. So it's easier and safer for us to just be like, this is what it means. Sound interesting? Cool. Go and do that. Um, but it's difficult to find places to look. But Google is great. Yeah. Uh, podcasts like this. There's magazines out there. Um, talking to, there are some professionals out there you can get in contact with. Um, but TikTok's good just for like a baseline. But never take what is said on TikTok or other apps as gospel and don't take it as that's what it means and that's it. There is loads more from one thing. So take it as like a mild proportion, like 1% out of 100% of that one topic. So it gives you a little broad expectation and you can go from there and like learn that other 99% of everything just for that one topic. There's a lot to learn, but it's worth it, trust me. Yeah, I mean, one thing I very much thought KinkTok was very good at was helping me discover kinks that I'm into. Like something I discovered from Kink Talk was that I was very into Primal. Um, I, I didn't even know this was a thing before yeah, I got so onto Kink Talk. Kind of what Primal is, because I wasn't aware of it until you were more aware of it. <laughs> so it's kind of about tapping into your more primal urges. So like, I'm explaining it. So it can include things like growling and just acting in a more animalistic way, but it doesn't necessarily have to include that. It's just very much tapping into your rough primal urges kind of thing. I don't know if Harrison wants to add any more to that. Because my explanatory growl. ability. I'm not growling. I'm not, I'm not growling on, on the on the first episode at least. God, God, can <laughs> God, I've got I've got a reputation to uphold. Um I would say, uh, so when we mentioned doms and subs and stuff before, you can have different types. There's a whole list, and we will not get into that now, but there's a whole list. Personally, I would define myself as a primal dom. I'm a switch, so I switch between being a submissive and a dom, but I'm very heavy dom because um, I eat a lot, so I'm very heavy. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, the, the joke's getting worse as we go on. Um, but... I would say I'm probably a primal dom because I like to tap into a very animalistic side of myself. So the growling, scratching, biting, that sort of thing, it's very entertaining. Also, I'm a, I'm a very heavy sadist. So <laughs> uh, seeing someone in discomfort consensually, of course, um, is yeah, brilliant. Uh, also, pleasure dom. A pleasure dom, I would just define, basically, you, you will um, do play activities with your submissive or submissives um and basically you get aroused or pleasure from them being pleasured or um coming or whatever you get pleasure from them enjoying themselves which is 
just lush to see that they're in- it's it's just like a bit of a bit of a nice thing to make sure that they're enjoying it as much as you are. But primal is very animalistic. It's rough. They with there's things called uh, hunts, and you can go out to like the woods and chase each other down like um, a hunter hunting its prey, which is entertaining. Um, also, because I don't do exercise or go to the gym, it you know helps because <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> oh no. But it's it, it's a lot of animalistic play where you can just tap in to being more primal and acting more animalistic and then but there is a difference between that and pet play pet play is acting like an actual animal um like with its biological animal characteristics so acting like a dog they'll be barking and actually acting like the full animal and primal is just i I was just gonna say and then as well there's a whole difference between like pet play and furries but it's like Primal is tapping into being animalistic, not being an animal. Pet play is actually acting like a said animal, which yeah, the common ones are like dog and cat. Funny. Funny. Yeah. So it's just acting like that. But, I mean, there's a lot. There is a mass amount of different stuff, but we will get into that. We'll do specific episodes. I feel like it's such a new platform for yeah. Pink. Like, do you think that that lends itself to like a little bit more of like, like um, misinformation for it? Um, yeah. Because like yeah. Tumblr's been around for a while, so people kind of know to take that with a pinch of salt, or like that you do do your research on top of that. But like TikTok is still very new. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff on there is very mainstream as well. Like I know a while ago there was a lot of stuff going around about um, fireman's handcuffs um, done with rope, which can be very dangerous. So lots of people showed... um, I can't exactly show it on here. I'll show you later. But like it's just a dangerous way of using rope to tie up someone's hands without really considering nerve damage or... Uh, circulation and stuff. Was it the one that looked um, like a bow? Yeah. Yeah, it's like two bunny ears and you pull it and it's a little knot. It's really unsafe. It's really it's dangerous unsafe. and it, it tightens, it doesn't lock, like it's not good. Um, but that was quite mainstream, especially in like the normal vanilla side of TikTok. So there was a lot of people who did stuff with rope going around trying to fix that. But the only problem with that is there's a lot of people now doing a lot of shibari tutorials on TikTok, which you can't really do in a 60 second time frame. You can't go over like the different places you have to avoid to avoid nerve damage. You you just can't get enough information in there. And you also can't get the feedback of if what you've done is right or not. So I think that's another thing you have to be very aware with a lot of the tutorials on TikTok. Yeah, that's quite, yeah, it, it's important that if you see, I mean, the Fireman's Not one was ridiculous. And I think TikTok's an amazing space. So don't get me wrong, TikTok is brilliant. But they, they take down videos, obviously, because it's an app that has kids on and people comment all the time on my stuff going, we have kids here. I'm like, direct them somewhere else. But they, it comes up with um, videos of someone doing the fireman's type, for example. And I did a video and I 
took that beginning part of the video where this gentleman had done the fireman's tie and I did a little discussion for the rest of the 60 seconds saying, um, this is unsafe, this is what can happen. Nerve damage, because obviously it tightens around the wrist, so it cuts off blood, plays your hands, you get nerve damage, and eventually you may have to lose a hand if it comes to that sort of um, degree of danger. But um, and, and it got taken down for... Um, uh, it was. It wasn't. I think it was like health and safety, and not suitable for children because it was a. Uh, it was a tie. It was a knot. Um, and I thought, okay, fair enough for that. But then I went back and checked, and the original video was still up for the gentleman who did the tie. So I don't quite understand. But it was fine. I appealed. I think I got it back. So it wasn't an issue. But trying to educate on it, it comes with its good things and bad things because King Tog, lots of um, accounts for kink top directly not really tiktok in general just that specific section lots of the um content creators lots of the accounts are getting um taken down um yeah so basically just doing too much of a negative thing and it, it, it they basically just get banned and they have to make a new account they lose all their followers they lose all their content they lose everything now I see where they're coming from. They're trying to protect all their people, but at the same time, they're educating. They're trying to make the world a better place. And it, I think it's eased up a little bit recently. It started off really well and TikTok was fine with it. And a re it very, very recently it dropped massively. It spiked in the sense that people were getting Thanos, as we're calling it, um, like getting absolutely abolished from being on the app. And... Um, I think it's eased up a little bit more now, but it, it was quite severe before lots of really good people um, are either losing their accounts or they're making second ones as a backup and on their main account saying, look, go follow my other account because otherwise if I want all of you back on there because if this goes down, we're a bit buggered. So, but yeah. I mean, it's a great app to be. It's just, it, everything's got its flaws now and again. So they're, they're, they're sorting out the kinks, as we'll say. But it's pretty good. I know I yeah. thought that was my own. It's so smart. Who do you think um, are the people to follow on that? Because I'm still very new and I know I don't follow all the people that you two do. So, oh, oh Ali, nice. there with her whole list. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, so this isn't a person, but it's a hashtag which should be favorited and followed and looked at. And it's called Swiss Accountants. And it's full of a load of mostly American um, kink talkers who have been vetted and checked out. Um, and they all use that hashtag, um, which is great. Um, some also ones which are really good for education specifically um, is House of Algos, Sunny Megatron, um, and Planet Midori. They're, um, all really quite experienced and older kinksters. Sunny also runs her own podcast, and I'll see yes. that somewhere. Because Ali and I listened to an episode when we were washing up the other night, and we were having the best time listening to it, and we learned so much. Absolutely, that's what I've got written down. Okay, there's. I, I follow loads. I could go on for about. I did a video once where I put all. The, I tagged all my favourites in. There was about twelve of them, fifteen. <laughs> And I, I tagged them all in it, and I tagged them in the comments, and they didn't all fit in one comment. So I had to, I did three separate comment sections with all of them. I'm friends with a few. I've got one, um, Jada Kent or Jada Sydney, um, I think is that Jada Sydney, um, yeah, uh, they're on there, and I'm 
I'm going to use air quotes for this because I have no idea, but I believe we're like friends, I hope, kind of. Um, but we messaged, <laughs> we messaged, we were meant to do a video call a while ago. We haven't got around to doing that yet. But we're, uh, we've chatted back and forth and they're lovely. They're genuinely lovely uh, based in Australia. Um, Miss Lovelock, I think is a fantastic one. They're yes. wonderful. Um, if you're interested in learning a bit about polyamory or non-monogamy, they're fantastic because they um, don't necessarily talk about it a lot. I don't think, I think they're more on the kink side of things, but they're in a non-monogamous polyamorous, I don't know how they define it, but in that type of relationship, um, which is fantastic. They're also based in Australia and they're lovely, been in contact with them and they're genuinely super. Um, yeah. so they're nice. Marcus Territory, Thomas J. Alley, Pixie Pie, Jada, Sydney, who else? Pearman is good. He does, he does a lot of impact play type. Um, <laughs> Becca. <laughs> impact play and Becca just smiled. <laughs> um, no, but he does a lot of impact play type um, education. Um, who else? Sarah Kathleen. Um, I hate John's another one. Uh, Jade Galaxy Brat. This is where all my brain cells start working. <laughs> uh, um, the real Jazza or Jezza. He's hot. Um, <laughs> I hate that I said that. Don't cut it out. But at the same time, if you watch this, Jazza, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> He won't. He's too rich for us. Um, what else? Who else was good? Um, What's her name that we really like? Um, is it Miss Cat? Yeah, Miss Cat. Oh, I'm so sorry, Cat. I completely didn't. Think that. <laughs> and I'm actually always in contact with Cat because <laughs> we are like so good friends. I think her at is actually Cute Kitten Kink, though not yes. yeah. Miss Cat. They have Twitch as well. Go follow them on Twitch at Cute Kink Kink. I don't, I don't have Twitch. I have it. Personally, don't know how to use it at all. <laughs> I'm terrible. I tried to do a, a, a duo live, like a live with two people once upon a time. To be honest with you, I still don't know if I ever got myself on the live, let alone the other person. Uh, yes. I think we can start rounding off there. Um, Ali, where can people find us? Wonderful. Um, yes, you can find both me and Harrison on TikTok. So I am under Frankie Phoenix sixty six. Harrison, what is your at? Um, Captain underscore Black underscore thirteen eighty. Wonderful for all of you. Yeah. Uh, we should be setting up a Twitter page. Hopefully. Hopefully that might be up by the time that this goes out. Um, and also, if you've got any specific things, we have an email address. It's kinkandpuddles at outlook.com if you'd like to email us with anything. And also, if you've had any worries about what we've been talking about in this video, there's been a lot of sensitive content, don't be afraid to contact Samaritans. Um, you can call them at 116123 or visit their website at samaritans.org or support line which is good for domestic abuse or sexual abuse such like um so you can call them at 01708 765 200 or on the website supportline.org.uk i'm very pleased with how this has gone and uh, i hope you get yep. it yeah 
so stay safe and keep responsibly and have lots of orgasms. Until <laughs> 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 orgasm denial and then don't. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks. See you later. Bye. Bye.